our society has been engineered in this way to suppress humanity's fullest potential, keep us in fear, keep us segregated, keep us marginalized, keep us alienated from each other. No, no pun intended on that. You know, keep us in our little boxes and divided because you divide and conquer and you use fear to suppress people. The CE5 protocol is something that transcends and dissolves all of these boundaries and these paradigms that people are operating within from, you know, socially, theologically, religiously, it just shatters all of it. And then we realize that we are a part of the bigger picture of the cosmos. If you have a UFO sighting, can you reconnect with them and invite them to come back? That's one of the many things that we'll get into in this episode. We're going to hear from Tyler Zradnik, someone who's been really involved in the CE5 initiative that's all about close encounters of the fifth kind. That means the act of humans initiating contact with extraterrestrial beings through some simple protocols that anyone can do. Tyler is a CE5 ambassador whose home base is in Southern California, and he's got a fascinating story. He's been super involved in the CE5 contact movement and in bringing a lot of people on board with his online content. And I was really excited to get to talk with him. At the beginning of our interview, Tyler told me that he had a really amazing UFO sighting when he was a teenager. How did he go about dealing with that and processing it and moving forward with his life? That's where we'll jump into the interview. I never really thought about it. You know, it's it's something that I was like, that's interesting. I don't really know what that was. I did not look into any ufology or anything that had to do with the UFO subculture. I didn't care about it. Like my priorities as a 17 year old, you know, DJ was, you know, playing music, girls, uh, nightclubs, and, you know, the very um, superficial things that teenagers are concerned with. This was outside of my current level of consciousness. So I dismissed it. And then three months later, I, I enlisted in the, in the military and, you know, and th- that later that December I got, I got shipped out. And so then how did you come upon the CE5 initiative and uh, all of these, uh, these, this protocol and this work that we can do that, that, that was started by Dr. Stephen Greer? So when I was in the military, I, uh, I, learned, I started learning about this stuff while I was in the military, not from direct experiences or the fact that I had, I had access to these programs, but synchronistically, how most things tend to work out, I came across Dr. Greer's work simultaneously while I was in the military. And this is, you know, when he's talking about the Unacknowledged Special Access Project, you know, the whole subject matter with the USAPs and at the time, I had a secret security clearance because I was a fire support specialist. So I was using uh, targeting uh, equipment that had, you know, coordinates on it that, you know, we can't be sharing with other people. You know, I was calling it airstrikes and things like that. So uh, at, the, at the very surface level, I understood the dynamic of secrecy. You know, like I was, I was stationed on Fort Riley, Kansas. I have experience seeing certain facilities and certain buildings that if you do not have the credentials and you don't have that level of clearance, you do not go in there. You don't ask people what they're doing in there when they come out. It's, it's something, it's like a taboo. You just don't bring that up. And we all know that because you're conditioned and you're indoctrinated to 
you know, uh, to move that way and to think that way. So, you know, listening to what Greer had to say kind of in the closet, not sharing it with other people and having my own experiences in the military, I was like, Hmm, I wonder, you know, like these buildings I'm seeing that people are coming in and out of that. I have no idea what goes on in there and no one talks about it. And then I started having flashbacks to the sightings that I saw back when I was, you know, like it wasn't even that, that long, long ago at the time when I, when I first enlisted, because that was only like a year prior to that. Um, so I started connecting these dots and then the more I researched into Dr. Greer and the center for the study of extraterrestrial intelligence and saw what they were doing, they were going out and proactively initiating contact with at the time, what I thought was alleged ETs. I was like, Oh, this is interesting. And you know, I just, I nurtured my interest in this for such a long time through my music career, through all of the traveling I've done, through all of the people I've met. It's always been a background interest of mine. And as soon as I began having a platform with my music, you know, and I had other sighting experiences since then, I got into meditation, you know, uh, I don't know, there's a lot of synchronistic things that just brought me to the to the forefront of this that I felt as though it was it was so crucial that I needed to do everything within my power to the best of my ability with all the resources I have to bear to spread this awareness to the collective that yes indeed unequivocally there are advanced interplanetary civilizations who have been practicing reconnaissance over our planet for millennia, and they view humanity as an existential threat to not just ourselves, but potentially off-world planets because we're, we're going into space, uh, we're weaponizing space, we've deployed weapons of mass destruction, we've detonated over 2,600 some odd nuclear weapons on our planet. You know, if you have the perspective from the outside looking in, you know, as a, as an advanced race, looking at humanity, you'd be like, what are they doing? You know, like this, this isn't good. We have to intercept this or at least, uh, you know, keep track of the situation. So I kind of get off topic. I kind of just go into these, go into these rambles, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess that's what got me involved and interested in CE5. It was a combination of my military experience in correlation of discovering Dr. Greer's work and then nurturing that for several years until I just couldn't hold it back anymore. And I had to start sharing it with people. And so were you doing CE5? Uh, like, did you practice the protocol on your own? And did you have any experiences um, on your own before, uh, before you started uh, doing it with groups? No, I actually, I didn't start practicing CE5 until a year ago. Mm -hmm. I didn't, it, it fascinated me. And I thought it was very intriguing, the whole notion of, you know, consciousness, you know, the singularity of, of one universe, one mind, and all that stuff was, you know, interesting to me, but I was more concerned with the unacknowledged special ac access projects, the mm -hmm. more militaristic yeah. uh, military industrial complex side of things. And that's what I was trying to unpack. Not so much the consciousness, esoteric, noetic science kind of stuff. I, I was like, that's just not on my plate right now. You know, I couldn't, I wasn't at a place consciously to, to start 
understanding it. You know, I was like, I'll, I'll pick that up later. So I spent many years just understanding where are these projects located, who's operating these these projects, what kinds of technologies they have, what kind of disinformation have they been putting out there? Because I wanted to understand the structure of secrecy so then I could use my platforms to educate people so we can begin dismantling it. Not so much on the contact side, more, more along the lines of we need to have these technologies moved from the black world into the white world, into the civilian sector so we can utilize them in a way that benefits humanity and not just weaponizing them and keeping them sealed off to the public. So that's really where my, where my interest was. Now, just about a year ago, when, when, I, when I decided to launch Contact Tour, Contact Tour began as, an, as a touring EDM concert series. So me being the touring disc jockey I was at the time, I was using my own bookings and my own network of you know, getting myself shows and saying, hey, I'm going to start a concert series where the whole theme and the whole aesthetic is disclosure. So I made the visuals of the shows, like actual documents, actual sightings, scenes from unacknowledged, scene from, scenes from serious disclosure. And I was trying to subliminally message um, that demographic of people who go to shows like that, of, you know, like the situation. And I would even have like cutaways in between acts where it was just like a two minute clip of unacknowledged and like really trying to, you know, blast it on people. Mm. And, uh, and so it, it, it worked, it, it did work. But as soon as COVID-19 happened, I said, well, we can't have the shows anymore. And that, that was like our main, that was our main modus operandi there. That's that, that was our mission is I wanted to have music events that were about disclosure. So I was with my team and I was like, why don't we just go out and do CE5? Like we all kind of just looked at each other and like, you want to go out and do it? I was like, well, I've never tried it. You guys have never tried it. We're promoting this to other people to go do it. So we should put our money where our mouth is and go do it for <laughs> ourselves. You know, like what, you know, let's see what happens. And we're like, all right, let's do it. So probably two weeks after that, we planned it. We went up to Santa Barbara um, and we had an incredible experience. I mean, we were, we were out there doing the protocols for our first time. I've never really meditated until that point, my first time meditating was me pretty much going out and trying the protocol for the first time. So, all right, let me close my eyes and, you know, just try setting my mind out there and see what happens. And yeah, we had four different crafts show up close enough that our team photographer, Eddie, who's an incredible astrophotographer, managed to document them and get really detailed shots. And that one night changed me forever. Ch completely changed me. I was like, this is the important thing. You know, excuse my excuse my language, you know, you know, F-bomb where the USAPs are. I don't care about that anymore. Like that is something that is old news. This is what we need to be focusing on, connecting with the ETs directly. If there is the most effective way to bypass the national security state and these unacknowledged special access projects and the intelligence community is to exercise our cosmic right of being conscious, sentient beings of the universe and reaching out in peace and directly uh, nurturing and cultivating relationships with these interplanetary civilizations because they can't do anything about that. They can try to. You know, you might be able to stop a few groups here, a few groups there, but if we have 75, 80 million people, the 1% going out and doing this, good luck. You know, good luck. So as soon as I had that first CE5 experience, it, it was profound. 
it was, it, it, it changed my life. The fact that I even got chills just saying that the fact that I was able to initiate the same experience I had back when I was a teenager and see that same phenomena, it, it just, it just connected the dots for me that, wow, these objects are under intelligent control and there are occupants operating these objects. Where are they from? What are they doing here? They're interested in humanity. We need to reach out to them. And that's, and that's how we got started in that. Fantastic. Well, yeah, well, that's great. I, I see some um, similarities with kind of what I went through where I was really focused on the secrecy and the, these projects and how we need to tell everybody about this, like, and get mm-hmm. people to, if, if, if only everybody knew, right. If only people knew mm-hmm. what was actually going on and we have the testimony of these witnesses and we have these documents <laughs> and we have photographs and, you know, radar and all this stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, I, I wanted to tell everybody. So I was like, Oh, how do I do this? And then, mm-hmm. um, I started reading, um, the, the contact countdown to transformation, that book, um, mm-hmm. that kind of was basically, um, the C SETI senior team discussing the experiences that they've had in CE five. And I was like, wow, this is, this is on a whole other level. Like this is, <laughs> this is deep. Yeah. I think it's important mm-hmm. for people who are, who are listening or watching this, listening to, um, or watching this to understand that, um, that like there's, there's activism in, in spreading the word and like, and like, kind of trying to inform people on on a surface level mm-hmm. about this topic but experiencing contact um like has a deep effect on us personally and it also it allows us to understand what power we have inside of us to affect things on like a more multi-dimensional level like from from mm-hmm. other um ways of being not just in the 3d universe but like mm-hmm. that our consciousness has an effect um mm-hmm. that like if we can communicate with people from other planets, other star systems, and then like our ability to affect consciousness on Earth here. I mean, mm-hmm. it's much closer. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and we're yeah, all the is. same species and we've all we all have yeah. similar we all have like similar traumas and similar experiences mm-hmm. on the planet. So mm-hmm. um yeah. I think yeah there's there's a lot of power in that. So th- that's 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 great to hear mm-hmm. kind of what happened for you there. And then so do you have you had any other experiences since that that first time you went out? Oh yeah, I mean, it, it's almost like as soon as you pull back the curtain and you get a the full view or somewhat of a of a bigger view of what's through that window of you know what's what's truly around us, what's the what's the real nature of reality? That curtain never closes back up; it just keeps opening and opening and opening. And you know, I used to think that seeing is believing and through quantum physics and entanglement and all of these other noetic sciences, it's, it's believing is seeing. We have this incredible co-manifesting ability that is untapped and we can develop these, uh, they're called cities. If, if anyone's familiar with that, I forgot the exact spelling of it, not city like S I T excuse me, see, I can't even spell it, C-I-T-Y. It's like city as though uh, psychic conscious abilities that mm-hmm. yogis and monks and master meditators are able to, you know, develop within themselves. We all have these same abilities. Mm-hmm. And 
I started doing research into Project Starlight with Pat Price, Ingo Swan, Russell Targ, these types of individuals that were hired by the Central Intelligence Agency to organize and facilitate remote viewing missions during the Cold War to locate nuclear missiles. And they used that same uh, that that same mission to not mission. They used that same operation to you know, find missing prisoners of war. They use that same operation to find foreign adversaries. They, I mean, even Russell Targ gave out an example in the Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind film. They used it to predict where the stocks were going to go on Wall Street. And they made over like 120 some odd thousand dollars through re remote viewing where the stock market was, was going to go. So, and there's all documentation supporting this. So the power, the power of the mind is, is absolutely incredible. But but not to get too sidetracked. Have I had other experiences like this? Yes. It's uh, so pretty much since that first CE five experience. It's only it's only become a more common occurrence. And I've noticed that the the more I improve on my, my on my meditation practice, the the more profound these sightings become. I'm seeing a direct correlation with them. So everything from just seeing them as flash bulbs, as they're referred to in the sky, just sporadic you know, kind of inconsistent flashes throughout the sky all the way up until a craft fully materializing like a light ship, you know, it subtly moves across the sky and then zips off, you know, so a lot of, uh, a lot of really interesting phenomena happens, you know, as soon as you open yourself up to it. So what are you doing now to kind of to reach other people about this? Um, besides mm. what you were doing with, um, with contact tour and the music? So what we're doing through Contact Tour now is we're just sharing, you know, our own CE5 experiences. We're documenting all of the expeditions we go on and we're uploading them to our platforms. We're hosting testimonials, uh, testimonial interviews. We're pulling in these people from within the space to share their experiences to, you know, uh, just give people more information about this because this needs to be out there. And inevitably... I think I think this is going to become mainstream science within the next five to ten years. You know, you have the Institute of Noetic Sciences publishing incredible data and metrics about mind-matter interaction. You have, uh, I, I rest assured, I, I'm very certain the intelligence community is still having projects that are involved with consciousness research. Thousands of people are going out and having CE5 experiences, and we're witnessing this this transition. Uh, in human consciousness, you know, this this point in our evolution that contact tour is trying to really promote and get people to transcend, you know, materialism, reductionist diversities. You know, like you're from this place of geograph uh, geographical significance. I'm from this place of ge geographical significance. There's this made up border between us. I'm this orthodox religion you have no religion at all so we can't like each other your skin has this pigmentation and my skin has this pigmentation and all of these third dense the third density you know seg segregation and things like that we just want to get people past that see the bigger picture that you know the same consciousness that is animating me and you know, gives my avatar a soul is the same consciousness that's giving your avatar a soul. And we are the same thing, you know, as we do on to others will be done onto ourselves. And we, 
it appears that we've been operating from within the same state of consciousness for so long. And I believe that the conspiratorial side of my brain believes that our society has been engineered in this way to suppress humanity's fullest potential, keep us in fear, keep us segregated, keep us marginalized, keep us alienated from each other. No, no pun intended on that. You know, keep us in our little boxes and divided because you divide and conquer and you use fear to suppress people. The CE5 protocol is something that transcends and dissolves all of these boundaries and these paradigms that people are operating from within within from, you know, socially, theologically, religiously, it just shatters all of it. And then we realize that we are a part of the bigger picture of the cosmos. And that's what we're here trying to promote to people through multimedia content, documenting our experiences and, you know, interviewing like-minded people within this space. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I couldn't have said it any better. That's fantastic. I, I, I was, while you were talking, I was um, remembering actually what I, I, my dream last night, um, <laughs> as I was dreaming, um, I, I dreamt that um, it was like I was observing what was happening on the planet or something, but I, w- um, I was seeing that there were lots of people who were being influenced, um, whether directly, like through digital media or on a more... Um, subtle consciousness, um, level, um, the stuff that we're doing, um, specifically like everybody who's involved in the CE5 initiative, all of these groups that are meditating together. Um, and, and also this work that, that we're doing and putting stuff out on the internet. Um, like there are people who, um, have a lot of influence or actually, yeah, they're, they're really being influenced by what we're doing. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's kind of what I got during from my dream that that i got that sense that that's what was happening um Mm, that's beautiful that it's important not to belittle ourselves or 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 what we think we Mm. can do um or like what what effect we can have like even just Mm. any little step you can take makes a huge difference Mm. i think um entirely and mm. i'm 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 hitting the ground running with this. Mm-hmm. I understand that time is of the essence. Mm-hmm. I understand the implications and the seriousness behind the current situation that humanity is in. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to push forward, you know, with everything I have to bring to the situation, mm-hmm. you know, like the leadership, confidence, you know, reassurance and a community that is that's going to help shift our world into that peaceful paradigm that we need to be in. You know, Mm -hmm. like we can't, we can't afford to be bystanders anymore. We can't afford to passively observe what's happening on our planet and just be content with our Netflix and my couch and my job. And I'm just going to stay in my little repeat, repeat while the rest of the world fucking burns. Excuse my language. We can't do that anymore. We cannot do that any longer and i've reached a place for myself that whenever i go out into the world i'm noticing that we're still using power lines we're still using linear uh transference systems of electrical power we're using power plants atomic like you start noticing these things and you really start paying attention to the fact that humanity is not operating 
at its fullest potential. We're driving around in these little fiberglass stainless steel things that are still running on the same fossil fuel combustion engine that we've invented back when the Model T was a thing. We just put more touchscreens on it and we put more bells and whistles on the inside and we gave it Bluetooth. It's the same technology. We're missing an entire century of substantial technological innovation and development due to premeditative, deliberate suppression of free energy technologies that would have created a utopian, abundant society decades ago. That's the kind of perspective that we all need to have. And we can no longer just step off to the side and let these elitism, cabalian industrialists run our planet and humanity into the ground. Mm -hmm. The best way to do this, bypass all of them. Mm -hmm. I do not recognize your authority. I do not report to you. Who are you to give me some type of number, my social security number, my, my debt number? And you guys own me somehow. Like, I don't subscribe to any of these things. And in a way, when I was in the military and I had to go through the BCT and AIT indoctrination process where they break down your psychology and then rebuild you to be the soldier, they refer to you as a number for like your first three to six weeks in training. I was, you know, I went through that process of being called a number. And then I realized that this isn't just, you know, isolated for the military and training people. This is how the, the hierarchy of these totalitarian governing systems look at individuals and society. We're a number. Like all of this is engineered from the top down and we need to look up and stop looking at each other left to right. We're not the ones creating these problems for ourselves. If you are a Republican with a Confederate flag on the back of your truck and you're yelling, yep, blah, blah, you know, like I voted for this person, sick. And then you're over here wearing blue saying, I voted for this person. Well, guess what? The mirage is over. Both of those people you vote for, and I'm using a very specific example, they're being puppeteered by the same people at the top who want you divided from each other for having those different political ideologies. And that's the truth. And something for me personally is going out and doing CE5 has opened up my perspective well beyond the scope of that, you know, duality paradigm. Like you have to be this or that, that or this, me versus you, us or them. That doesn't have to exist. It's engineered that way. And through going out and making direct contact with these civilizations, you can enter into that paradigm and then take a, take a look at the world around you and see it completely different. Differently, excuse me. Yeah, I'm just I'm just, ram- I'm just rambling. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's it's I mean, it's great. It's we need more people to kind of come to that realization if they haven't already. I think it's kind of it's happening. Um, that um, yeah, the our our social and economic and spiritual structures and institutions are completely. Um, malformed now they're they're completely non-functional for where humanity needs to go um so everything's breaking down the status quo is not it's not um it's not stable it's it's mm-hmm. um it's it's got entropy it's gonna it's completely a mess um and and mm-hmm. it, it will devolve into um complete um destruction if we don't do something um yeah. so uh kind of realizing that and getting other people to to um, to act on on that knowledge and kind of realize alternatives and realize, mm-hmm. oh, like 
it, it, it puts things into like a really, really clear perspective when you can see a craft or something where, you know, you, you see that there's another civilization out there. That's like, they've, they're completely beyond this. Like, it's like, <laughs> we could do that too. Like, it's like, we could do it too. It's not, it's not beyond us. Like, uh, like, cause the, like, you know, like um, there's that saying that, that the universe is folded within us, um, that we have all of this capacity and all of this potential, um, mm -hmm. we just need to tap into it. Yeah. And that's what, that's what's happening. And that's exactly what we're witnessing right now. And that's why there's such a, a split and a divide in society is because you have those who are, you know, awakening. And I, I hate to use that word, the, the woke, the awakening, but I mean, in a way it kind of is because you feel as though you're truly opening your eyes for the first time to the world around you, you know, and no, all these superficial, artificial constructs that society has programmed us to care so much about are irrelevant. And the person personally, for me, this is something that really hits home because not even two and a half, three years ago, I was very much embedded within that program called a matrix. I was caring about streams. I was caring about likes, my social media, my clout, the outfit I wore to the show. How well was my music doing? How, how many people retweeted this thing? You know, uh, all of this bullshit that does not matter, does not matter. It's put in front of your face to monetize your attention, to monetize your awareness and to monetize your consciousness and to make you feel inadequate without having the things that they're subliminally advertising to you. And that's what all of this is about, making people feel inferior, making them feel like they have to be in a place of fear, making them feel as though they have to judge one another and making them feel as though they have to be associated with some type of power outside of themselves in order to make a difference in the world when you don't. Like what you just said, the universe is folded within all of us. To quote Charlie Chaplin, the kingdom of a God is not in one man or a group of men. It is within all men, all people. You have to just go within yourself and then use your intuitive guidance on how can I navigate this world and get to my greatest potential and use that greatest potential to serve the collective and humanity that is unifying. And that's what we all have to discover and unlock that within ourselves. And as soon as you do that, you notice your world around you begins to change. The universe starts bringing in the resources you need. It starts bringing in the individuals that you need who are all part of the same greater cause and mission. And that's what I've noticed happened in my life is the universe just started bringing in. Like I have, I have a mantra that I adhere to every day when I wake up. Pursue your passion to the best of your ability with no expectations and zero attachment to the outcome for the greater good. And if you do that every single day, the universe is going to provide for you and it's going to bring in everything you need to help the world and, you know, everyone around you. So not, not a lot of people are operating from that place. Majority of people aren't. And there's people that are very close to me who I love dearly with every ounce of my being who are just now starting to evolve out of that paradigm and realize that I may not be at my greatest potential and there's much more to this than what it, what it appears to be. And I'm like, yes, there is. Come out and do CE5. Let's do it. <laughs> you know? I 
I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the CE5 podcast. I'm Andre Cardoso, and this show is a labor of love for me as I work to help provide high-quality resources for people interested in being an integral part of the global CE5 initiative. For more episodes and resources to help you along your own journey, check out the links in the show notes and head to ce5podcast.com. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next one. Peace and love.